This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 7.07. Good evening. You're with Lynn and Charmila and we're talking about basically how to find the best eats in KL. KL is a big city. There is a lot of food. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Tourism Malaysia. Oh, yes. Um, as, as you know, as I've said on air many times, I am a KL person. I rolled my eyes. <laughs> I knew. I could see it. I actually could not stop myself. I'm so sorry. It's it's your pride, it I think. It is, right? Yeah. I, I am really quite obnoxious about it, I will admit. <laughs> um, no, but I'm so excited to talk about food in KL because um, it is one of those things, right? Um, KL, because it's so it's such a melting pot, not just of uh, people... It, from outside of Malaysia, but of people within Malaysia mm. who migrate into KL for work and so on, there's so many different things that you don't often readily identify with KL as being KL food. So I think that there are a lot of uh, favourite spots. Yes. I think that there are a lot of very good restaurants and cafes and coffee shops. Like that just, the numbers keep going. But if you put me on the spot and ask me what is a signature Kuala Lumpur dish, I hesitated, I have to say. And I think it's because of exactly the thing that you said, which is that we have Laksa Johor, uh, <laughs> but we also have all the other laksas, you know, basically whatever it is that you might want. Um, a lot of the dishes that we do well are also dishes that were brought in from other states. I mean, you can walk around and find several Penang Chakwitiao stores, but you know, it says it in the name, Penang Chakwitiao, Ipo Sahofan. Like they're not from here. Um, it just so happens that you have people who have come to the capital and are applying their trade. Maggie Goring, not KL food. It doesn't belong to any it other state, does yeah, it? I don't think it belongs to KL. I'm surely. claiming it. I'm claiming it as a KL food. You would, because you're a KL person. But actually, the point, <laughs> yes, this is true. But the point I was going to make actually was more that I think KL's food scene is more shaped by a particular experience than it is about specific foods. So um, you can get the street food experience, which mm. is very much a KL thing. Um, you get the pasamalam experience. Um, you might get the um, fine dining experience. You might get the, um, what's the word, you know, uh, I guess like walking um, along a space like say Bangsa or even TTDI uh, where there are multiple different um, shops and you can pop in and out and have like a little bit of an appetizer here and a main meal there. Um, I think those things are very KL. So I think if we can't lay claim to particular foods, we can lay claim to particular kinds of food experiences. So all of which to say we want to know what is your favourite quote-unquote KL food. <laughs> and also, you know, if you have people visiting from out of state or out of country, what is the thing that you would recommend? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note and WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, speaking with us on this is Sadi Ang, food blogger and TikToker. Sadi, thanks for speaking with us. So, uh, we just we just talked about this. We often hear of Penang Cha Kui Tiao, Laksa Joho. What would you say um, some signature dishes in Kuala Lumpur? Okay, this was a little bit hard for me to answer because you are right. We seem to not have a signature dish when it comes to Kuala Lumpur. But after I was thinking, you know, uh, looking at the way Malaysians react to one particular dish, lah, I would say nasi lemak. Say what you like about, you know, I know nasi lemak, different, different states got their own different style, right? 
But Kuala, Kuala Lumpur, for some reason, we are huge fans of Nasi Lemak. You know, I know I'm not supposed to name drop, but I think at the top of your head, you can think of a few already when I say Nasi Lemak. So I would say one of our dishes is Nasi Lemak. And if people say, oh, I don't think this is correct. Uh, I don't think this is true. How lah? Because most people from different cities all flock to Kuala Lumpur. But for me, Nasi Lemak. So KL is, of course, a very large city and different neighbourhoods in different parts of the city offer different types of things to eat. What are some of your favourite neighbourhoods to eat in uh, in KL? <gasps> Kampong Baru. You all, if you... I know most people will say Kampong Baru is a place to buka puasa, to, to have their sahur. At night, I tell you, if you want like really good... Okay, there's really some good nasi lemak local dishes there as well. So, Kampong Baru is really one of the best places. Lah. And how has the multicultural nature of KL influenced uh, the kind of food, the kind of dishes that we have? See, to me, many people seem to move to Kuala Lumpur for a period of time. I mean, like Kuala Lumpur is basically the hub of where everyone from different states will gather. Somehow, we tend to be creative with our food. Like, we have our own interpretation of char kway teow. We have our own interpretation of curry mee. Some people will substitute this with another ingredient and all. And some, I will be honest with you, because you know that like, my brand is more on honest, honesty, right? I do not like it when people get too creative with the dishes. Because it's like, yes, you want to kl your food, but please keep the essence of like, let's say pinang char kway teow, don't uh, ruin it, please. Uh, don't go and add sausage, la, cheese. La. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of your personal spots that you enjoy? So I covered Kampong Baru. I've tried many dishes there. The thing about Kampong Baru is that it's, they're so good because they have local dishes, Indonesian dishes, Thai dishes, they have everything. Next, TTDI. Let's talk about TTDI. TTDI, yes, parking is a bit crazy, but they have really good restaurants around there. Now, again, um, Let's not let's try to be fair with people, but if you want good chakwe tiao, it's in TTDI, Penang style. So price is also often a concern, I think, when it comes to eating out. What are some budget-friendly spots you'd like to recommend? You all don't sleep on Warong. KL is a place where people come here to 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 work. To, to and to further their studies and whatnot. And because of that, there's a lot of this little garage that pop out of nowhere and to serve you. If you're running low on budget, they are really a good place for you to get decent food and at a very affordable price. So support them and enjoy your food. And what if you're in the mood to splurge a bit? Well, and if you want to try fine dining? Okay, if I'm in the mood to, to do fine dining, there's a little bit, there are some areas around KLCC, okay? Uh, TTDI also, there's some really good choices there. And what resources do you usually use to try and find new food, new restaurants? So as a foodie, a content creator, uh, initially, I will be watching other food reviewers trying the food. Lah, like like KL Foodie ke, uh, or, or some other content creators who will post about some various places. But as, uh, you know, as, as, um, as I keep doing my content creation thingy, People now will come back to me and tell me to try certain places. Now they are my sources. So I would say at this point, my followers are my resources. 
Ah, so how much do you rely on recommendations from friends? Oh, I uh, from my friends and viewers alike. Uh, for me personally, I take everybody's recommendation as a pinch of salt until I personally try it. Because I personally don't like overhyped places. Like if you tell me, oh, this place viral town, viral town, you should try. And to me, I will be like, okay, let me see what they have first before I go. But usually, um, the thing about me is that I am surrounded by people who are extremely critical with their food taste. So, and they can recommend, but I will still go and try myself first. Speaking of viral, um, what about social media? Okay, I will actually check it out. First, I will Google lah. I will Google and see the review, what people say. Because sometimes, the trick, right, is if you Google the reviews, right, you always start with the lowest rating first to see what's going on. And then, after that, you will be able to form your own decision. Usually, just because a, a, a place is recommended by people doesn't mean it will become viral or anything. It's just that, for me, is if I see like people talk about, oh, I have to queue very long to get in, then I don't want to go. But if you're like, oh, the, decent, the food is decent, you know, I've been there a few times, it's very spacious, ah, there, I will try. Okay, so one of the most important but also most dreaded questions, where should we eat? If someone is listening to this right now and asking that question, how would you answer? What, what advice do you have? Honestly, you all, I would, as a food reviewer, we are blessed to live in a country where most cooks, I would say most, not all, not all, most, can really prepare very decent food. So I don't want to give you a specific place to check out because you and I are not going to share the same Celera, but I'm pretty sure deep down, you know where to find really good nasi lemak, nasi goreng, chakwetiao, you know. So if you know, stick them, support them. Sadi, thanks for speaking with us. That was Sadi Ang, food blogger and TikToker, talking about where to eat in KL, how do you find the best eats here. And we're asking you, what is your favourite KL food? When people come from out of state, out of country, what do you recommend? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can also send a voice note and WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 7.19. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila, who are both very relieved to not talk about politics for (laughs) half an hour. It is a sweet delight, especially when we are instead talking about food. Very hungry, though. I know, but... These food shows at the 7pm mark, (laughs) great idea, but also makes me very hungry. So for you, there's an added layer of ridiculous kale pride. Um, We'll we'll get to that shortly. I know, I'm I'm actually really like grinning and so proud of this list that we have in front of us from our listeners. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm I'm very grateful that everyone's gotten in touch, but I feel like Sharmila is getting over-affirmed about this whole kale thing. Anyway, we're asking you, uh, basically, what is your favourite kale food? What do you usually recommend to people to try um, when they're visiting? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note and WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So, some dishes that are getting 
represented quite heavily. Um, let's start with Hokkien Mee. So Hong says, Hokkien Mee, Chili Ban Min, Curry Laksa, Ramli Burger. The only thing I've seen marketed with a KL prefix outside of KL is Hokkien Mee, if only to differentiate it from the other varieties of Hokkien Mee out there. For example, Penang and Singapore, which is a good point. Those are very different. Um, Winston says, KL is famous for Hokkien Mee. Retired manager says, not true. One unique <laughs> food in KL is Hokkien Mee. I would, rec- I would recommend Hokkien Fried Mee at one of the good shops. Uh, Sean also says Hokkien noodles, Hong Kong dim sum, curry laksa, beef noodles. I am so glad people brought up Hokkien Mee because the day I found out that that was one of the few dishes that we can actually lay claim to, right? Like it has an origin story uh, in the Klang Valley. Um, highly, highly cosine. Charcoal fried. Exactly. Right? You, you I know that. I look like I invented it. Uh, yeah. I did not. I just really love Hokkien You're Mee. talking like you did. <laughs> There's just so much pride. Um, can I also just ask, since Hokkien Mee has come up so much, what is everybody's order? Because mine's quite specific. I, I asked for Hokkien Mee Hun Mee Mo Mee Hun. I don't like it when it's a whole plate of mee. I order mee separate, mee hun separate of and have a bit do. of both. Um, because I don't like the textures together. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but I do like having both. Right. But if I had to pick a favourite, I like the, the, the mee. So the mee is often preferred because of the level of sauciness, right? Mm. It, it absorbs less of the sauce in comparison to the mihun. But I struggle with the alkaline taste of, of the noodle itself. I've heard this before. Yeah, so I, I tend to go um, mihun mee, more mihun. Um, all the Hokkien mee people out there, if you want to come back and let us know what your Hokkien mee order is, would love to know. Uh, also a shout to Chili Pan Min because uh, that's actually a really good one. Origin story, also KL, I love. Which I didn't know until these messages started coming through. Um, I love a good Chili Pan Min. So happy to claim that as a, as a KLite. Uh, nasi lemak being heavily represented mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Simon saying, Nasi lemak ayam rempah for the win. This food item has been widely incorporated and replicated all over the Klang Valley. I even have three shops across from my workplace who specialize in it, but in slightly different home style variations. On a relevant note, how do people view pisang goreng nacho cheese? This has been copied all over the different pasamalams and even food truck vendors. Well, uh, Faidi is saying, KL food is a mix of food from every state and then you cheese lele it. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I'd like to call it creativity. Uh, not oh, everything works and then once in a while you land upon something that does, like ice cream goreng. I'm not a big believer in chucking cheese on top of everything, which no. I think has become a shorthand for us of like, I don't know. I don't know what it's a shorthand of, but people just keep doing it. And there are things that I, I think were never meant to be cheesed um, or were never meant to be nacho cheesed specifically. And, and I'm not a huge fan. So um, that is how I view it. Pisang goreng with cheese, Nola. Although I have friends who really, really love it. Um, Anil, meanwhile, says nasi lemak ayam specifically uh, in Charas. It's awesome. It's just heaven. Uh, Lily says nasi lemak and satay. And when I say nasi lemak, I mean the proper ones from the Machi Pachi at the Garai. Not the fancy ones. They do it best. Ooh, hard agree. Um, I, I think that there is something to be said for the the availability of nasi lemak everywhere. I enjoy that um, if I walk into a local shop and there's nothing else on the menu for me, not a big fan of any other food item, I can count on a nasi lemak being there. So I like the availability of it everywhere. But in terms of the sheer like pure satisfaction of chowing down on a nasi lemak. It is the the garai, the trucks that really are the ones. And the ayam goreng rempah actually has really overtaken in the last few years, Mm. right? Because the nasi lemak bungkos used to be the thing. But now the rempah, because of how, um, I think it's very Instagrammable as well, which is a large part of why it's become so popular. Yeah, uh, we also have... um, 
Shah, who says, Kale signature food, roti chanai, roti telo, all the varieties, which is... Uh, which Just is rotis, basically. Big umbrella. Um, and then Naslam Yamgor, uh, Nasilama Yamgoring, and Nasgor Kamp. I, I, <laughs> I mean, if we're going to go Naslam Yamgor, uh, Nasi Goring Kampong. So, Shah, since you bring up all other varieties of roti, I feel like, you know, the roti Hawaii, the roti USA, all of these are very KL things. The Again, the invention of perhaps unnecessary foods. Yes, although the last time we spoke about roti chanai on our show, um, which was when it was listed weirdly in a food list by that weird food list people, (laughs) basically, Um, and we were getting roti recommendations, there were plenty from other parts of the country that I hadn't actually heard of or experienced. That's true. Yeah, so I I feel... um, with respect to you, Sharmila, that, you know, we can't be going around just claiming rotis across the board. I shall not. I shall be respectful of individual roti experiences. Um, meanwhile, TIDJ says, as you mentioned, the food experience, I've told many friends visiting KL to go for more decadent food. Um, no other state in Malaysia has the plethora of non-Malaysian ethnic cuisine, Mexican, Italian, etc. And if they do it, it won't be as good as what you find in KL. Okay. Sharmila, you ready? Gearing up? Yes. Uh, because TIDJ also says, Pasamalam culture, I'll have to disagree on. The best Pasamalam to me are the ones in Penang where I grew up. TIDJ, I feel like I like you. You send in messages <laughs> I enjoy. But I think this is a shots fired moment. I cannot. KL Pasamalams cannot compare, can't be compared to the Penang ones. I just think because KL is so diverse in terms of the kinds of food that you get. Can I mediate? Okay, this Please. is what I would say, all right? I think that Pasamalam is a childhood experience because basically the KLite over here is defending what she grew up with. You're right. TIDJ is defending Penang. I see the value in both, but I think that really it comes down to what you grew up with because Pasamalam dinners, I don't know about everyone else, but for me as a child, such a treat. You just walk around, you pick stuff and you, you get to know your vendors. And, and they know you, they know your yeah. order. You're right, you're right. Okay. I'm willing to concede. It's Thank not you. a kale pinang thing. <laughs> I think we can, we, we can, you know, just take a beat. Since we're talking about Pasamalam, can I just bring up one thing that I don't think anyone else has brought up, which I think is very kale, Roti John. Roti John is, it does feel very kale. Mm. Again, as with everything else to do with the rotis, I'm hesitating. I'm happy to be corrected. I am nothing if not happy to know origins of food. So Roti John, I remember when it first started emerging, uh, felt like like an innovation. Um, I'm wondering if now we're pushing past into like the barbecue cheese lele version of roti john which i'm not really ready for i think that it already has so many textures and and flavors going on it doesn't need the dressing no i i'm a fan of classic roti john (laughs) (laughs) all right um meanwhile we also have uh long long my go-to makan place in the KL Klang Valley is Roti Tissue. I bring my foreign friends there. I place orders um, on Maggie Goreng, Nasi Kanda, and then Roti Tissue to try. I think with, with people visiting Roti Tissue, the visual of it, when they bring it to the table. The many plates. Yeah, yeah. and then you can all kind of share and like pull off bits. Yeah, I've never seen a Roti Tissue arrive at a table without the... Ooh. Yeah. And it's nice because people get so jaded, you know, <laughs> like you really do get quite jaded living in the Klang Valley, but I've never, ever seen. And sometimes it's a table full of visibly locals. And yet everyone's like, here it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the fun part. Roti tissue also seems like the kind of food that you sh- only children should get to eat. And yet as an adult, you can eat it and and be taken seriously. Wendy says, Roti John, I never heard till I came to KL. Me, Rojak, and then... um. 
Hokkien, Hokkien me. Oh, me Roja is such a good, such a good nod. I love me Roja. I was mind blown when I realized you could mix me and Roja. Never looked back. <laughs> Sorry, you, you're again. You're talking like you invented dishes. There's I know. something going on. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, Lok says, "Don't forget Yong Tao Fu," which is um, yes. Oh, speaking of KL prefix, Ampang Yong Tao Fu. Oh yes. yes. Um, Ampang is not technically, but you know, still. So Yong Tao Fu, I'm not sure whether it's a quintessentially KL thing, but it's so common in KL. I'm going to ridiculously claim it as a Hakka thing since um, I am Hakka and apparently we're claiming things this evening. <laughs> so I'm just going to make that and, you know, leave that there. SK, coming in hot, nasi lemak with chicken is a crime. Oh, <laughs> Acceptable daok, sotong, paru, kerang. Well, you know, I was going to say, I do love nasi lemak with ayam goreng, ayam goreng rempah, but I think I'm more partial to nasi lemak with rendang, which is sort of becoming a bit of an outlier these days. Oh, I'm a paru girl. If it's there, I will definitely go for it. Um, I don't want to reignite old debates, but also I feel that nasi lemak places that are generous with the condiments are my kind of people, my kind of thing. Well, yes, I think the sambal is um, is the least appreciated part of a good nasi lemak. Without a good sambal, the whole thing is ruined. Okay, um, just to close off, because I think it's deserving of the space, Andrew and Anil both getting, um, I think, a little bit defensive. Um, well, Anil is anyway. Andrew says, quintessential KL food, Ramli burger. Anil says, why have we forgotten burger Ramli? I feel the outrage, Anil, I do. Um, someone actually did mention Ramli burger earlier, but I think we got derailed by Hokkien Mee and nasi lemak. But very, very KL. Keep those thoughts coming, uh, mostly because 7.30, hungry, love talking about food. Um, we're talking about best kale food, what you'd recommend. You can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at PFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.